Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Hey kids, look out for swearing in this episode and for our announcement about our January 2024 sacred reading kit later this week. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Goodwin. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. Today we're reading Chapter 6 of Battle Magic. Let's grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's rescue a prisoner. We don't care about the rest of them. Yeah, yeah. we didn't make a personal connection with them over the past five days. So they can rot for all we care. Yeah, so the next the next five days don't go very well because the garden got burned down and none of our friends are happy about it. We also find out that Inksia has surrendered to whatever country we're in, to Yanjing, which is does not bode well for the God King. Then they finally mm-hmm. plan to leave and they're going to meet with a trader caravan. Briar gets up in the middle of the night and realizes that Evie is gone. He goes and he finds her and she is trying to break into the wall where she's trying to break into the building where Parahan's cage is and she's trying to pull the stones out of the wall and she can't and he helps her and realizes that the reason she can't is because there's rice in the mortar and they manage to get the stones pulled out and then they go and they unlock Parahan's chains with Briar's lockpicks, and they pour some magic stuff in there so that, like, nobody will find, like, their magic or anything. And then Briar fashions him some shoes out of palm leaves, and they're like, you go that way, we're going this way, nobody meet up. That's how you do it. As happy as he is to have Parahan free, he's very, very worried because Rosethorn. He doesn't He doesn't want to put her in any more danger. Put her in jeopardy, yeah. yeah. She's a delicate flower, everyone knows. I just love the description of Rosethorn as a delicate flower. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, everyone, yeah. That's why she's called Rosethorn. Yeah, so then the next day, they pack up their stuff, and they're heading out. They get stopped at the gate because they're inspecting for 
an escaped prisoner. I don't remember if they specify, but I think Rose Thorne asks the mistress mm-hmm. of protocol. And because they've become, they're now on friendly terms, she gives Rose Thorne more information than she probably is supposed to. Yeah, they find out that Parahan is gone, and Briar and Evie are like, oh my, the Emperor will be displeased. Oh, yeah. Well, I hope they catch him. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. Man, the idea of, like, it's not exactly, like, genetically modifying a plant, but it kind of is to make that rose for, for you know, for Weishu, sort of a red and yellow streaked bloom that is, like, completely resistant to, like, pretty much any sort of sickness that can affect, like, a plant is kind of fucking, like, nuts will also kill any insects that try to eat it. That Like, that sounds like some sort of fucking, like, super flower, you know? We should get Monsanto on the line and give them some ideas, you know? I think they'd appreciate that one. <laughs> and also that it'll only reproduce from the seeds, not cuttings. Like, that's kind of that's kind of also a genetically modified organism thing. I was going to say, that's a thing that, like, actually exists. Yeah, and, like, is it? I think it's also Monsanto. Yeah, like their seeds. Like you have to use their seeds because that's the only way it'll grow. Because you can't. They don't I, spread like seeds naturally. I know that mom and dad have uh, talked about how there are. This is a little bit different, but like on the same lines. Um, talked about how fruits that you can buy, like in the grocery store, if you plant the seeds, they don't grow, or yeah. like they'll grow into a plant, but they don't fruit. Have fruit. Yeah. yeah. My dad was like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that they were like modified, modified. to to get to One, this point so that 100%. you cannot grow your own. Yeah. yeah. You have to buy the seeds every year. Uh, it's too much. It's crazy. We just let them do it. Not that I'm like, you know, a fucking eco-anarchist or anything, but like, it's pretty wild that we're allowing people to manufacture plants that can only grow out of the seeds that they're making. Like, it, Evie challenging Briar to a race. He's like, <laughs> it's very much like me. If she thinks I'm going to run, she may think again. Like, it ain't, it ain't happening. I'm sorry. But you realize why she did that? Uh, I, I had to read this chapter like two or three times before I went, oh, oh, I just figured it out. I am talking confident. Talking to Parahan or something? Like, I am confident that she totally knew that he would refuse because it says, for a moment, when they reached their pavilion, Briar thought Evie was walking away from his bedchamber. Then he decided she'd simply been chasing her lively orange cat, Apricot. None of the maids were present to scold if the cats climbed the lacquered cabinets, tables, and chairs. Rosethorn hoisted the cat called Raisin over one shoulder and said, start packing, before she sat down at a table to write messages. This is when she steals his lockpicks. Oh. So when he gets there, he's like, wait, is Evie like leaving my room? And then he's like, oh no, she's just chasing around the cats. Yeah. Uh, no, ah. she is leaving his room. And she's leaving his room because she stole his lockpicks. Because later she's like, I stole your lockpicks. And this is when she does it. So I'm pretty Damn. confident that when ah. she does race you there, she knows he's going to refuse. Right. And this gives her an excuse to get there before them. And they won't know. That's crazy. That makes sense. She's yeah. smart. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. 
But also, he's like, yeah, right, I'm not doing that. Yes, absolutely. I, I love the conversation between him and Rose Thorne, and he's like, I'm going to walk with my favorite teacher. <laughs> so cute. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she's just like, this is bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but also, like, you say, no, I'm just kidding, and then you, like, run full tilt, and you absolutely blow the kid out of the water. <laughs> That'll teach you to challenge an adult. <laughs> Ooh, I, man, I love Parahan. I will talk about this later, because it's just filling me with anxiety. But when they're saying goodbye in Parahan, because it's Rose on the forehead, and says, you played the part of the agreeable traveler well, but wildflowers do not last long here. I am glad to see you escape. It's it's haunting, and also, like, makes you realize that if Emperor Weishu really, 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 really wanted to, he could just say, oh, you're staying here. Mm-hmm. Like, you're, you're, you know, I like you. You're, you're, you're really good with plants. You're staying here and serving me. And it's like, do I have to? Yes. For how long? Yes. Well, he's literally like the king of an entire big ass empire. Like you can't mm-hmm. say no. This is why I brought up the uh, story that Pasco tells in Magic Steps about Yasmin dancing for the emperor. It's like, oh yeah, she she danced only for the emperor of Yanjing for a year. Like going back and rereading that after reading Battle Magic, I'm like. Did she really choose to do that though? Or did did he keep her there? Yeah, yeah. Spooky. But I also think it's interesting to compare to Baronine because that's Baronine's whole shtick is like she's yeah. trying to keep them there. But she seems to have like either less power to like do that directly or she has the personality where she's like, no, I will do everything I can to con you into staying, but I won't actually directly force you. I, I think she had a lot more considerations to worry about <clears throat> being that Emelon is right there. That's and true. Sandry being the the de facto like like inheritor of the Empire, essentially. Yeah, like the heir. Duke Vedras, yeah, the heir. Like, she's essentially mm-hmm. the heir to Duke Vedras. Yeah. And it's like, he would not take that lying down. That's true. That's true. She's already at war yeah. with Yenching. She probably doesn't want to go to war with Emelon. Yeah. I think there's a lot more considerations because on the other hand, you look at these three, they're already in the Empire. Who's actually going to make a fuss about them aside from like the temple? Mm-hmm. And what's the temple going to do? I mean, they, right. they're, you know, they're pretty powerful, but they're not a country. Right. Like She does what she does to Triss or has done what is done to Triss. So she does do a lot to try and keep them there. But she underestimates them, and I'm sure that Weishu will also. We just yeah. haven't gotten that far yet. Yeah, not yet. But yeah, there's, there's definitely a big power difference between them. Yeah. Between just Briar, Evie, and Rose Thorn here in Weishu compared to the four of them in uh, yeah. Namorn. And then immediately after that, uh, he, you know, Evie's like, flings herself at him and is like, I hate that you're captive. And he says, I don't like it either. But what can we do? We're just little cats in his big house full of lions. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just such a good quote. He's very quotable. Lots of very good good ones. Harahan's just dropping the metaphors. I like Briar saying, I look nice in all the silk robes. True. But there's nothing for comfort like the clothes Sandry made for me. Oh. Aww. Aww. 
Also very true. Uh, I also liked uh, Evie's cats taking over the uh, the divot in the bed where she was. They, you know, need to crawl over there and steal the warmth. Mm-hmm. Every time I do that, I like wake up at night, get out of bed, I come back. There's either a mojo or a cat yeah. where I was sleeping every time. Also, Rose Thorn snoring. Mm-hmm. Described as a little buzzing snore that he thought was so funny. Reminds me of my wife. I'm the one with the CPAP machine because I snore like a motherfucker. But maybe once an hour, she'll like let out like a like a little snore and she'll like wake herself up and be like did, did, did you just snore and i'm like no you just snored you woke yourself up and she's like no i didn't i'm like yes you did <laughs> oh, i got a funny. whole machine that keeps me from snoring you're the one that snored you woke me up uh evie once again showing how like traumatized she is by lack of food uh mm-hmm. eating her uh bowl of rice with stuff in it and just mm-hmm. like Cleaning it and then like licking down the bowl with her like her finger and stuff down the bowl. Like she's been through it. Briar having some good ass catnip. I like that. It makes mm-hmm, sense. Mm-hmm. You know? I wouldn't have thought about it, but yeah, of course the plant mage has good catnip. Of course. Kind of makes you think, you know, what if what if they got a hold of weed and got made made some like really dank strains, you know? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Somebody please write the uh, modern modern day version of the circle just so that we can have Briar like running a dispensary. He totally would. He totally, he totally would. would. He totally would. Uh, I also liked uh, when they're talking about letting him know that Parahan escaped and everyone's like, and Briar's like, oh, that's bad. His Imperial Majesty won't like that. Laying it on a little thick there, and then telling Evie, "Hey, act cool." <laughs> yeah, go like go drink some tea. You're acting like a fucking like you're guilty, <laughs> which is really good advice if you're ever like yeah. go distract yourself with something till you get the heat off of you. Mm-hmm. My first one is the sentence they rose at dawn for Rose Thorn and Briar to pretend friendship. I feel we've all had to do that before. We have to deal with people we don't like. I'm like, I'm going to pretend to be nice to you. Um, I'm just going to put on a friendly smile. Everything's fine. We're all cool. You killed a bunch of people. It's fine. I do that all the time. I told I'm uh, let me tell you about this mute. I murdered with some thorns. (laughs) Uh, my sister just like killed hundreds of people when we were 10 it's totally chill yeah like pirates tried to attack us and we were like you know what we're gonna yeah so i get you man i've murdered a bunch of people before as well so i mean yeah it, it happens it happens totally not a ptsd inducing totally not at all. i mean that's something that i love to do i mean they weren't perfect so we had to get rid of them i get you man my next one is when Emperor leaves and they watch him ride off with his mages and guards, each feeling a tremendous amount of relief they dared not express. When you don't have to be around those people that you're making a friendship with, like, oh, that person's gone finally. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm, I'm could... tired of pretending that I am friends with this person. So it's so much work. It is. It is. Or... It just reminds me of a lady at work. Like, she is so nice. She's the sweetest person I probably have ever met. And she's just always so nice. I'm like, hey, how are you? Just, like, 
I, I feel bad because I end up avoiding her now because I'm like, nobody can be this nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> you're overly nice about everything. Like, you're so nice, but uh, it, it, you're, you're, I, I feel drained after I'm around you because you're just so nice. I feel bad. Oh, uh, when Tarahan kisses Rose Thorns forehead and says you played the part of the agreeable traveler well but wildflowers don't last very long here i'm glad to see you escape like oh it's true you're lucky I, I said that one earlier when you weren't here oh well i wasn't here no. my bad well no, I, but I yeah no I it's it's such a it's such a like it's such a it's it's both being thankful but also a warning yeah. Like in case um, she wasn't she didn't know. I, I just like seeing Parhan flirt with her. I think it's very cute. But at the same time, like <clears throat> back up, she's taken, sir. <laughs> she has a wife. <laughs> Leave her alone. <laughs> I already talked about that one. I like the part where uh Briar is picking on the locks. It, cause watching Evie try to do it, it's it's like no, yeah, you grew up on the streets, but you're not very good at this. Move over. <laughs> it was tricky, but he was far more patient with Lux than he was with many human beings. He had to be. He had to be. It was life or death growing up. So Briar being extra careful by uh, having Evie pour water into the locks to make sure that his magic's not found in it, even though they're probably not going to be able to find it anyway because they cannot read read ambient magic at all so yeah um, i had a dislike briar and evie finally get parhan free and he's like hey don't tell people that we helped you and parhan's like well um there's only so much a man can bear under torture it's like <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah he's not I think, we, I think we know where that's going yeah, so, uh, yeah, he's gonna get found, he's, they're gonna, because I know in The Will of the Empress, it talks about how uh, Evie and everybody got tortured, so I have a feeling they're gonna get tortured because they helped Parhan. so we'll see if that's what goes down, but, uh, yeah. yeah, it's not, it's not looking great. I like where Briar made shoes. For Parahan, I yeah, thought that was cool. pretty cool. Like you think plants, but you don't think shoes when you think plants. So that I thought that was a, that was pretty cool. So I like that he like gets the leaves and he's like, "Here, these are gonna be shoes." And Parahan's like, "These are gonna fall off my feet." Bart's <laughs> like, "Give me some credit, right?" You, you just wait. You, you just wait. I am a fully accredited mage. Have been for two years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like the part where Briar reminds Evie that Rose Thorn died. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, Evie's like, she's tougher than either of us. And he's like, no, she isn't. She died. I was there. I don't want her dying anymore. It's bad for her. <laughs> Why she well. I love that he says it like like smoking or something, you know, like it's, it's like a habit. That, 
it's, yeah, it's bad for her. We don't need her dying anymore. It's like a sickness or an illness that she can just get over. It's bad for her. We don't need that happening again. <laughs> like yeah. Rose Thorn, Rose Thorn, like like they had an intervention at some point. Rose Thorn, we gotta kick this dying habit. We got, we got to kick this habit. Like this is an intervention. We can't you die once. May do talk slow sometimes, and you get sick so easy. So please don't do it again because I think dying might actually kill you this <laughs> next time. So please don't do that anymore. <laughs> I like need that quote written somewhere. I think dying might actually kill you. Yeah. So please don't do it again, okay? Because it was really rough on you last time. So don't do it again. Evie goes and gets her pack and it holds her proper mage kit and her stone alphabet. So she's still carrying her alphabet and it's so cute. I'm like, she loves her alphabet so much. It was the first thing that she's proud of. I think it's the first thing that she ever got from somebody. So and mm-hmm. it means that much to her that she's still carrying it around. Like, oh, when they're packing, um, Briar um, had given one of his trees to the emperor as a birthday present. Evie was fairly certain that Briar regretted giving the gift uh, since he loved his trees like she loved her cats. And he had not liked the way that the emperor treated his people and would not like one of his trees in the emperor's hands because of that. He loves his trees so much. Like, mm-hmm. oh, no, I gave this horrible man one of my trees and now now it has to stay here. Damn it. That sucks. Well, I have a Hunger Games connection. Ooh. At the very bottom of page 87, it says the Emperor Weishu is wearing his rose tucked into the overlapping pieces of his armor. And to remind me of President Snow, because he's always carrying a rose around. Oh, yeah, you're right. Rose Thorn on page 89, like, secretly heals a tree. Like, there's a tree that's not doing so well. And she's like, we're not going to let anybody know that you're sick because I don't want any more plants getting burned down. Or people. <laughs> or people. Ooh, yeah. I think it's more the people than the tree, honestly. I don't know. I think for her, because, like, with the roses, like, she felt it in her sleep. That's true. Um, And she begged for the rose to not be murdered. So mm -hmm. you might be right. Um, Little column A, little column B. Yeah. I love that when Briar finds the cats in Evie's bed and Evie's gone, he tells them, when I catch her, she's dead. (laughs) <laughs> and it starts licking itself. They're like, yeah. mm, we don't care. That's nice. That's a cat for you. Yeah. Oh, that makes me so sad. Every time the cats are mentioned, though, like, I love the kitty cats so much and they're all going to die. I'm so Wait. sad. I'm not ready. Wait, who, who said the cats died? <laughs> because she doesn't have them in uh, the previous book, in the Melting Stones did, book. Maybe she left them back at home. No, she was sad and did not want a cat anymore. And she's like, at the end of the very, the very end of the book, Miriam's like, "Oh, look, here's some cats." And she's like, "It might be okay to have a cat again. I may have recovered from this." No, so no. I mean, maybe she let him go in a forest. I, I don't know why. Them rescuing Parahan, they're gonna get tortured, and the best way to torture Evie is to murder her cats in front of her. No, no, no. Like, say that. Why would you say that? I feel like that's gonna happen. Like, oh, you love your cats? That's what you love most in the world? Here, let me murder them in front of you. 
No, no, I, I just, uh, I'm just gonna remain ignorant and say no. There's no way that's gonna happen. Okay, and then on page ninety four, he's talking to his sisters like in his head, and he imagines mm-hmm. Daja saying, "What's the matter, thief boy? Lost your nerve?" And then out loud, he's like, "I have plenty of nerve." <laughs> and I'm sure Abby's like, like, "What?" I know, what right? Are you talking about you weirdo. <clears throat> no one hey, said anything to you. He's been talking. He's been mind speaking to his sisters for years. He's still not totally over it. Okay, <laughs> he's just used to constantly being in conversation with three other people. It's like it's like being on your phone all the time. Yeah, he's still talking to the voices in his head, even though the voices aren't there anymore. <laughs> Poor Briar. <laughs> I love when he realizes that the rice is in the mortar and he says and you think plant magic is useless to which every responds you mean it isn't <laughs> wow oh, <clears throat> yeah i'm liking abby a lot better in this book because she's not the main focus <laughs> he's yeah. so snarky and i love it but being in her head i'm like i want to tear my hair out i'm like oh my gosh abby i love you but oh my god i also like uh when he tells her that the thing in the mortar that because he, he's like what's in the mortar and she's like mostly limestone something i can't feel and then he's like oh that thing you can't feel is rice and she's like rice seriously <laughs> she's very indignant and it's great and then like briar awakens some vines like he grows the seeds with his magic so that they will like catch the the stones to help keep things quiet and everything and then afterward he lets them go and like slink off and find lives of their own Mm -hmm. and that's that's part of his his bargain with them Brittany mentioned the torture because we talked about Parahan having scars Mm -hmm. and Evie was like Oh, where do you get those scars from? And Par- or she doesn't say scars. She's like, where where you get those? And Parahan's like, oh, I get my shoulders from my mother. But Goodwin was like, oh, well, it's probably because like he's like been raised as a warrior, but maybe some of those scars are also from torture. So yeah, fun, yay, fun, happy times. <laughs> Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Part two of our three-step reading process is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. My theme is fear because they are pretending to be friends with people because they can't really they're not really in a position to like speak up and they could get themselves killed or worse maybe i don't know uh and they're also healing the trees in secret and then evie is afraid of not having another meal so she's licking her bowl clean and then everything that goes down with parahan just lots of lots of people being scared of stuff yeah Mine was very similar. Silent suffering. Because everyone's like, just kind of like, Parahan has obviously been tortured and desperately wants to leave, but he's not going to be like, you know, explicit about it and be like, please get me out of here, please. He's kind of resigned to what, like, his life has become. Briar and Rosethorn are like, like they can't talk about their grievances with the Emperor. One, he's not there, but two, what good would it do? Like the guy's right. clearly a psychopath and like you can't reason with that sort of person. Like they're so mm-hmm. used to being the in charge of everything that any sort of dissenting opinion just goes away. And if they speak out, that can happen to them. Mine was complacency. I don't know if that's the right word. Um, because this whole time that they were helping Parahan escape, it's like, where are these guards at? And like nobody is around. Where is everyone? And then even Parahan is like, yeah, they don't keep guard on any of the prisoners. So these people have become so complacent. They're like, everyone is afraid of the emperor. No one would be stupid enough to go and try anything because everyone's scared of the emperor. So why would they bother doing anything? So they've got so complacent that they're just like, eh. Everyone's too scared. We don't have to do our job because why would we need to? Because no one is stupid enough to do this. So, I don't know. No one would dare to to do that. No one would dare to go against the Emperor. Who would be stupid enough to do that? Briar and Abby, apparently. (laughs) 
part three of our three-step reading process is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft out of this chapter? Mine, let me, let me, let me find it. Hold on. It was when Briar is like, yeah, I know I look good in these robes, but I don't want to be in these robes all the time. So I just want to have his level of self-confidence. Like, yeah, I know I look good. I know I'm awesome. Everything's cool. Like, I, I just want to have his level of confidence because uh, I don't have that a lot of times. I, I, I want that. I had a brilliant thought. What's that? We need to start like a circle of magic affirmations thing where you know you get sent like a daily affirmation and they're all just like quotes from the circle of magic I almost said and they're all just briar quotes because the other one that immediately popped into my head is of course I love me I love me (laughs) I love me I love me yes so any of y'all who are looking for daily affirmations you should add, I love me to the list. I love me. And you know what? We love you too. It's true. My personal magic was uh, Briar saying, I try never to count on what strangers do or don't know. Oof. Yes, that or is do, a good one. Yeah, That was one of not, mine. Do not assume that people don't know what you're talking about. Literally, this happens to me all the fucking time. And it, it, it's either one or the other. Like, So I'm Latino. Uh, I know Spanish. My English is really good, and so is my Spanish. But like, if I go to like, say, like a, a Mexican restaurant, and I'm with my white wife, and we're just talking, and I don't have an accent, we're just talk, 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 talk. But like, you know, I think it's happened like to me just once. But someone was like talking about something. I think I ordered like flour tortillas instead of corn and someone's like why is that like in spanish one of the waitresses not ours was like why why is that why is that brown guy eating a flour tortilla like in spanish and she's like i don't know it's weird like i don't know, like it, I, I guess it's a little weird it's not really that weird it's fine it's not weird. but some people are a little elitist about corn tortillas instead of flour and it's like they both taste fucking good who cares did you answer back to him in Spanish? This brown guy likes flour tortillas. Yeah, I told her I like what I like. Me gusta lo que me gusta. ¿Por qué andan hablando de mí? Like, just you know, like why, why? Like, oh, I bet they were so they embarrassed. Just, yeah, they just assumed that I didn't fucking know Spanish because my English. Was oh, you have a white wife, so you must not yeah. know Spanish. No, yeah, I can't know Spanish, right? But yeah, it was. It's like don't assume. Again, don't assume what people don't do or do not know because you don't yeah. fucking know. And like you hear stories about this all the time, or like someone that speaks like Mandarin goes to. A I have at Chinese least three for you. Yeah, it's so common, and it's like don't talk shit about people when they're nearby in another language because yeah. you don't know if they know it or not. That was one of mine. I had two. I do want to point out, however, on page one hundred and one, um, Parahan's like, won't they be able to trace your magic? And Briar says, from what we've learned here, they couldn't trace ambient magic if they had torches and hounds. And so, like, Briar, like, a few pages ago, you were like, no. Like, don't count on what strangers don't know. But then he seems to, like, be completely turning it around. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, my other one is um, I've been watching a lot of videos from Cinema Therapy. 
which is a YouTube channel that's a therapist and a filmmaker who watch movies and like psychoanalyze characters and it's a lot of fun and um they talk they in a couple of different episodes they've talked about quote the yes and school of parenting and I feel like and and like why it it can be a really good thing because like they talk about it in Totoro and in My Neighbor Totoro and how like one of his kids is like I saw this like magical creature in the forest and he's like and he's not like oh sure I'm sure you did he's like oh really tell me all about it and like runs with it but I feel like we kind of get that from Briar here because Evie's like I'm gonna break Parahan out and he's like okay were you gonna break down the whole wall or just make a hole in it she's like just make a hole in it he's like okay then that's what we're gonna do but yeah the yes and thing comes up a lot in like teacher trainings and uh there's a lot of I don't know there, there there can be a lot of benefit to it so I I try and keep that in the back of my mind We like to end our episodes with an excerpt from the following chapter. So this is an excerpt from chapter seven of Battle Magic. It had been a long time since the rice she'd had at dawn. Evie did her best not to slop the bowl of chicken and lemon stew all over her face as she ate, but it was a near thing. She thought she might die happy when she saw the plate of spicy seminola cake that Briar had also brought. I love traitor food, she cried. Do you know, when I don't particularly want to eat... All I have to do is watch you devour whatever it is before you, and I feel hungry, Rosethorn remarked. <clears throat> Evie and Briar carried the empty dishes back to the trader washing tubs and did their share of washing up in thanks for the meal. By the time they returned to their chambers, Rosethorn had left in search of her med- in search of her meditation. I'll be back, Evie told Briar and the cats in Chamuri when she saw the woman was gone, unless you want to come along. Actually, you should. Briar, who had picked up one of his shackans, looked at her with suspicion. Go along where? I thought you would want a nap. At least he's quick enough to speak Chamuri, Evie thought. I have to talk to Rosethorn. Briar's lips went tight and his eyes went hard. You have to do no such thing. You heard her. She said meditation. She needs quiet. She needs to relax. All of that imperial carrying on was hard on her. Evie crossed her arms on her chest. I know that almost as well as you, Briar Moss. Maybe I'm not a brilliant, dung-nosed nan sure like some people, but I'm no paperwit either. You might think that I have something important to say, something she ought to know, even if I don't have a cartwheel of metal hanging around my neck. She marched out of the building, bound for the gate. It wasn't long before the tiny rocks on the path behind her let her know that he was following. She had found the stream and entered the wood before he said, Evie, stop look at me. She did. Don't pout, he ordered. I just don't think she needs to know we helped, you know. That isn't what I was going to say, Evie snapped. What I am going to say? She'll bite my head off if I wait too long to tell her. She set off down the stream bank again. You don't believe I care about her as much as you do. I know you care about her, he retorted, trotting along until he could walk beside her, or I would have just pushed you into the water. Do you think you could talk any louder? They heard Rose Thorn call. Because I am reasonably certain that my meditations did not include the two of you squabbling like a nest full of birds. As they rounded a bend in the stream, they saw Rose Thorn seated cross-legged on top of a large flat boulder. He started it, Evie replied. I didn't ask him to follow me. He invited himself. 
I was trying to stop her, Briar said. What part of alone did either of you two not hear? Rosethorn wanted to know. I'm sorry, Evie said, climbing up until she was close enough to Rosethorn to whisper. Briar came to stand beside her. Bend down, please. Parahan told me something yesterday. This is the first time I think it's safe to tell you. Rosethorn frowned and leaned toward them. The three were so close that strands of Rosethorn's hair brushed Evie's head while her sleeve covered Briar's face until he held it back. The woman braced herself gently on Briar's shoulder. He said the Emperor is going to Inksha to join the rest of the army that's been gathering there since Inksha surrendered, Evie whispered in soft chimuri. As soon as the Emperor gets there, he's going to invade Gyeongshi. They're already near the border. He doesn't trust his generals anymore. He's going to lead the attack himself. Her legs hurt from standing on tiptoe when she was so tense. She lowered herself until she was flat-footed. Looking up again, she realized Rosethorn had covered her open mouth with her hand. She was stricken, and Evie had done it. I'm sorry, Evie said, still whispering. I know it was bad. I told you as soon as I thought it was safe. Briar didn't know. I was scared to say anything in the palace, not when I didn't know what had spells on it. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like the show, tell your friends about us. If you don't like the show, tell your enemies. You can also help people find us by leaving a rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Find all our episodes at our new home on ACAST, shows.acast.com slash Reading Circle Temple. Shake it us. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com. You can also follow Reading Circle Temple on Instagram, Tumblr, and Facebook. And you can join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. To find us on Twitter, tweet at Reading Temple. A special thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their art by following Yellow is for Happy Draws on Tumblr and Shannon and Draws on Instagram. Another special thanks to Brittany's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic, and thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. Well, I speak a little French, too. I don't know if you knew that. Oui, oui. Uh, je suis una nana, which means I am a pineapple. <laughs> and that's uh, that's all I got. Oh, no, uh, omelette du fromage. <laughs> omelette with cheese. That's right. Well, you know French, too. Wow. Bonjour. <laughs> Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com.